Okay, so what a year 2020 has been. A year of great challenges for most of us. God has been still so faithful. You know, although I don't like that phrase, He has never failed me yet, but it is true that God has never failed. I know some of you have had some good breakthroughs. God has been with you and has given you some really wonderful miracles, although you didn't expect it to happen. You thought it was the end. You didn't know how you were going to get through this. But God has given you tremendous breakthroughs. And But there are others who, who you know, who have not seen anything happen. Now, once again, let me just start by welcoming you to the first Sunday of a new, brand new year. That this year is going to be a year that is filled with possibilities of what God can do. Now, as I said, we have been facing many challenges. And that's one of the things that has blessed my heart as I read the book of Hebrews and especially chapter 11, the chapter on heroes. And you discover that many of the heroes had some tremendous breakthroughs as they began to put their faith in God. The chapter begins with, without faith, it is impossible to please God. Then he talks about all the things that people did by faith and how God brought them through miraculously and wonderfully and magnificently. Magnificently, But the chapter also ends with those who did not see the kind of breakthroughs they wanted. They did not see their dead raised. They did not see uh, miracles happen to them. They wandered uh, without the provision of God coming into their lives. Uh, and yet the Bible says these are the ones that the world is not worthy of. And I trust that because, and simply because they, they, they kept their faith in God in spite of not receiving the kind of breakthroughs they expected to have, yet they still believed and trusted in God. And I trust that you also, those of you who have still hung on there and still prayed through, believing that God is still with you in spite of not receiving anything. You are like Job who said, though God slay me, yet will I trust him. Yet will I trust him. Now, and that is the thing that God is tremendously pleased with because it says this, without faith, it is impossible to please God, to please God. That's the whole thing. God is pleased that in spite of us not receiving anything, it seems like the heavens are shut. Yet we say, Lord, I still thank you that you are with me. Isn't that a wonderful thing to always know that God is with us? The theme for this coming year is triumphant with the Spirit. It seems like this is the Assembly of God theme. And uh, we want to really, you know, believe that this is what God is saying. But as I, just before I go into this, I want to say congratulations to Pastor Stefan, who has now been given full credentials with the Assemblies of God of Malaysia, which means that he is a functioning minister together with all the ministers in the Assemblies of God. Jonathan has been granted Christian workers with the Assemblies of God, but he is on his way up there to, to become a full licensed minister as he takes different courses. But we want to thank God that Pastor Stefan has received not only uh, PR in the country, but he's also received full credentials. He is now one of the ministers of the Assemblies of God of Malaysia. So with that, we can still rejoice.
place. Amen. All right, let's get into our our uh, message for this morning. I feel that God wants us to flow along with the theme with the Assemblies of God. In fact, before the Assemblies of God came up with this theme, before I received information, we already had a conference and we called it Triumphant. And I guess that is what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to us. So let's get into 2 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 14. And this is what it says. But thanks be to God who always... A wonderful word, who always leads us as captives in Christ's triumphal procession and uses us to spread the aroma of the knowledge of Him everywhere, everywhere. And I like this theme, triumphant with the Holy Spirit. I guess the, the reason for this is we seem to have accepted defeat as the new norm. It's like, what can we do? Everything is bad. There's come like a spirit of uh, defeatism into our lives. And we kind of accept this as the new norm. You know, everything is spreading. The news that we are hearing seems to get from bad to worse. And where we hear about even the hospitals uh, uh, going to be shut down. I mean, that's bad news. So when we hear all these things, we kind of receive this. And that's why the Holy Spirit is saying, listen, I want you to understand that this coming year, in spite of May that register in our hearts. In spite of all that's going to happen, I want you to know that Christ is going to lead us triumphant. He's going to make us triumphant. And it's a, you know, and, and another reason why we are having this theme is it seems like we have been functioning triumphant with the Holy Spirit. And I think the reason why we are having this theme is because although we are Pentecostal, charismatics, most of us have been functioning without the help of the Holy Spirit. And over this coming year, I'd like to, to, to get us to know, I want to preach a little bit more on the Holy Spirit because He is the one that Jesus has sent to us. Jesus said, it is right that I go away. It is only necessary, it is needful, it is expedient that I go away so that the Holy Spirit can come. So we're going to talk uh, in different messages as we begin to share from the Word of God more on the Holy Spirit so that we can understand Him and cooperate with Him. And we can be led triumphant in life. Amen. Okay, so here's the message. I've got a few points that I'd like to share with you, and I trust that uh, I'll get through it as quickly as possible. Number one, a triumphant life involves problems. When we talk about being triumphant, we are talking about battles. We're talking about winning. We're talking about, uh, you know, uh, wrestling and coming through stronger than ever before. We won it. In Ephesians chapter 6, verses 12 and 13, Paul writes, he says, our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against powers. I mean, th these are big things that, that we as believers, mortal human beings, earthen vessels who have the Spirit of the Lord inside of us, we are wrestling against powers we don't know anything about, but we are involved in this against world rulers of darkness. Spiritual forces of evil in the heavens. For this reason, take on the full armor of God so that you may be able to stand your ground on the evil day and having done everything to stand, to stand, not to cover under, to, to, to go down back on our knees and weak and uh, frail. But now we stand. We take the armor of God. We are battling these things. So triumphant involves 
A triumphal life, a triumphant life involves problems. We will have problems. Welcome to reality. In this world, you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer because I have overcome the world. Paul talks about this. He says in 1 Timothy 6, 12, he says, fight with faith for the winner's prize. Lay your hands upon eternal life, celebrating in faith before the multitude of witnesses. He's talking about that, that fighting with faith. He says in 2 Timothy 4, 7, he says, I have fought a good fight. He writes again to Timothy in 2 Timothy. He's writing to a young man who's involved as a young pastor and facing all these obstacles. He says, overcome every form of evil as victorious soldier of Jesus, the anointed one. Hallelujah. So God wants us, uh, the triumphant life, he, he wants us to understand that we will face battles. We will face battles. And a lot of the battles have to do with, with our mindset. The enemy is going to attack our mindset. He's going to talk to us loudly. And the voice of God may seem to be so silent. And that's why we shout from the pulpit, hoping that the word of God will enter into your spirit, man. But a triumphant life involves problems, all right? We are going to face them. And that's the reality. But oh, hallelujah, we're not going to do it alone. That's why we talk about a triumphant life with the Holy Spirit. Triumphant with the Holy Spirit. Number two, a triumphant life is a promise. It says in, in our text that Jesus leads us in triumphal procession. He leads us in a triumphant procession. Ours is not a defeatist life. We are already chosen by God to join the procession of victors, not victims. We have been captured. It's like a, a general coming uh, into the, the uh, you know, to face the, the emperor. The emperor is up there on the throne and the general returns from warfare. And that's the, that's the picture Paul is painting. And he says, we are part of the captives of the general who has gone into battle and won us. And now we are captured by Christ. That's what it says. It says, uh, uh, who always leads us as captives in Christ's triumphant triumphal procession. So here is Christ coming in, and he is the conqueror, and all of us are his captives. What a wonderful thing it is to be captured by Jesus. We're not captured by, by the enemy who's a bad tyrant. We have been captured by this loving, wonderful, conquering Christ compassionate Christ, Christ who looks at us and weeps over us, a Christ who can be touched by the feelings of our infirmities. That's the Christ who, who has now captured us. Romans chapter 8, 37. Even in the midst of all these things, we triumph over all of them. Our life is not a defeatist life. Our life is a triumphant life. It is a promise that God has given to us that we, uh, th this is a promise. He's saying to us, listen, this is my promise to you. You will be a part of this triumphant procession. You are part of it. I have already captured you. You have now become my, my captives of love. And I promise you that you will march in this procession that we have. It's a promise given to us. 1 Corinthians 15, 57. But we thank God for giving us the victory as conquerors through our Lord Jesus, the anointed one. 
So a triumphant life involves problems. A triumphant life involves uh, a promise. A triumphant life is progressive. It is progressive. The Lord always leads us. There is a leading us. Every time in every battle, He is leading us. We are not up one day and down tomorrow. Today we are happy. Tomorrow we are sad. No, it is an always thing. We are going from victory to victory. That's why we say, I've said this to you many times before, that God never takes us from defeat to victory. He always takes us from victory to victory, from faith to faith. Here a little, there a little. It is always from faith to faith, never from unbelief to faith, but from faith to faith. That's where he takes us. It says this, 2 Corinthians 4, at verse 8 and 9, We are troubled on every side, yet we are not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. We are persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. So we go through all these things and yet we are making advances in the kingdom of God. Think about it. It began with 12 men in a small little place called Galilee. And now look at what has happened. The church is advancing. It is progressing. In spite of all that we are seeing, the church is stronger than ever before. You know, I was just wondering to myself, what's going to happen with the shutdown of, the, of us meeting together and everything? Hey, I've got good news. Uh, the, the kind of uh, reports that we are getting, man, it's good. People have got testimonies. They've got things to share. God is still leading the church onwards. Our church is not dead. It's very much alive because you have been still seeking after God, praying together with us, supporting us with the online ministry, with your giving. The church is moving forward. And so God, triumphant life is always progressive. And I trust that you are, you are also progressing in your own devotional life, in the because of the shutdown, you are now forced to go into your own self and get your Bibles out and read and pray and seek God and thank God. Your praise level must now be raised to a different level because now there's nobody to be there to constantly lead us in worship and praise. I mean, thank God for the online services. But throughout the week, you need to learn how to praise God because a triumphant life is progressive. Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail, which means that we are on the attacking side and hell is on the defense. We are always moving forward. Number four, triumphant life is empowered. Thanks be unto God who leads us. You know, we, we are no match for our spiritual uh, against our spiritual foes. I mean, all the enemies that we face. He's talking about, you know, rulers and powers uh, uh, against the world, rulers of darkness, spiritual forces of evil in the heavens. I mean, when we look at all these things, we are absolutely powerless. But we thank God as we begin to abide, as uh, John 15 talks about, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you abide in me, as we abide in Christ, we are empowered by Him, through the Holy Spirit. We are given powerful promises of victory. I, uh, Isaiah chapter 57, verse seven, uh, 54 and verse 17, No weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. Hallelujah. No weapon that is formed against you will prosper. Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4, 
says this, the weapons of our warfare are not human weapons, but mighty through God, through the pulling down of strongholds. Amen. We have got God on our side. God is with us. We are empowered to do things like never before. Zechariah chapter 4 and verse 6, it is not by might and not by power, but by my spirit. Triumphant with the Holy Spirit. A triumphant life is an empowered life without the Holy Spirit. Friends, I'm telling you something. We can live good lives, but we cannot live powerful lives. We cannot praise in the midst of peril. We cannot, you know, develop uh, our, our spiritual life in, in the, in the uh, place of depression and darkness. It's difficult. It is only through the power of the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit comes, now remember, the disciples were all locked in a room. They were all locked in. 120 of them didn't go out into the streets. They were just waiting there for 10 days. And then when the Holy Spirit came, what a transformation. What a transformation. See, the testimony of the early church was they were empowered. That's why they were triumphant. They could have been brought before uh, people threatened with all kinds of things. But this is when they prayed, the Holy Spirit would come and empower them. Hallelujah. Amen. Number five, a triumphant life is in a person. We triumph, not just God empowering us, but we triumph in Christ Jesus. When the battle rages, we overcome because of our position in Jesus Christ. Constantly, as you read the New Testament, Paul talks about our lives being hidden in Christ Jesus. I mean, he's like all around us. So when the enemy comes, he faces the Christ. So our triumphant life is true being hidden in Jesus Christ himself. Job uh, talks about us in Job chapter 1 verse 10. He says about a hedge that God uses to protect us. We are uh, uh, covered by this hedge and that hedge in the New Testament is Jesus Christ. Colossians tells us in chapter 3 and verse 3, we are dead yet our life is hid, hid in Christ with God. It's like we are nothing but with Christ all around us, we become a triumphant individual. Amen. Number six, a triumphant life has a purpose. It has a purpose. The reason for our continual victory is to show, not to just show uh, our strength or our power, but to make manifest. It says, you know, he, he, the, the, the savor or, or the fragrance of God is spread everywhere when we live triumphant lives. The greatest testimony is when a person begins to talk about how God is still with them in spite of, not because of, because I prayed, because I have faith. No, 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 but in spite of me not being the kind of believer that I should be, in spite of it, God is still with me and I know He loves me. That's a great testimony when we begin to share what the Lord has done for us. The reason why God causes us to triumph, He makes us triumph so that we could be a tremendous testimony as His children. What a wonderful testimony it is to the Father when we begin to talk about our Father. Our Father is so good. I thank God for Jesus. I thank God for the Spirit of the living God who's helping. That draws people to want to have what we have. So there is a purpose in why God wants us to live a triumphant life. 
this coming year, I'm praying that God would so help every one of us that in spite of all that we are going through, we would still testify to the goodness of God. We talk about social distancing. Let me say this to you. Keep your distance from people who are always negative, who are always talking about how bad things are. Keep your distance. Don't let their spirit defile your spirit. Keep a joyful spirit. Keep a spirit alive. Keep a faith inside of your heart saying, I know in spite of it all, God is still with me. I know that God is working all things together for my good. Amen. That's what we got to do. That's a testimony unto God. That's a testimony. And that's the kind of testimony people need to hear. They need to understand that our God is a wonderful God and that He is still with us in spite of all that we are going through. We need to know that. We need to understand that although we are going through some very difficult times in our lives, God is still leading us in triumph. Last of all, a triumphant life praises God. A triumphant life. If, we, if I'm living a triumphant life, I talk to you about the coming year, how we got to live this coming year. And this coming year has to be one where we are filled, governed by gratitude. Governed by gratitude. There's, there's no, listen, if we want to have a triumphant life, it must be a life that is filled with praise. Giving thanks. Now, thanks be unto God, it says, who always causes us to triumph. Thanks be. God, I thank you that you always will cause me to triumph. It is not your desire that I fail. It is not your desire that I sink. You want me to, to, to triumph over every situation in life. And when I feel like my feet is sinking, God, I know you will not let me go down like with, with Peter. The moment he began to start sinking, it says, Jesus immediately reached out to him. He will not let you sink, my friend. He will not. He is a God who delights in us winning, not losing. Which parent, you know, would welcome a child back home and the child comes back, I failed in all my subjects. Parent goes, wow, that is wonderful. None. But when the child comes back and says, you know, I, I, I was struggling with this subject, but I thank God I managed to get the A on it. Man, the father is so pleased. He takes a report card. He shows it to all the relatives. Come on. I don't know whether you've been there, but I have. The moment I do well, man, my father takes a report card, shows all the relatives. You know, I don't know whether it's an Indian thing. <laughs> but anyway, when we win, when we, it praises we, we need to learn how to give God thanks. God is so pleased with our, with our uh, winning. And so when we, we, we got to be so thankful that it is his desire to cause us to win. It is his desire. So thanks be to God. You will always want me to win. You are on my side all of the time. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 20. Giving thanks always unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. First Thessalonians 5.18 In everything give thanks. Our life must be a triumphant life is filled with praises to God. It always praises God. It never praises, uh, we never praise ourselves. When we are triumphant, we don't say, oh, look at me, you know, look at what I've done. We never, nobody ever talks like that unless you're a little bit weird, you know, but as believers, we are always saying, sometimes people make fun of us when we talk like that, when we talk about, you know, we thank God, you know, for helping us through the, oh yeah, God, you're always thanking God. Yeah, of course we thank God because we realize it is God who gives us the power to make wealth. 
We realize that God gives us breath to wake up in the morning. We don't wake up and say, oh, dear Lord, it's morning again. We say, oh, it's morning. Praise God. It's morning. Another new day, another new uh, way of, of praising God and making myself a little bit more effective. A triumphant life is the kind of life God wants us to live. Now, let me emphasize this. The theme is a triumphant life with the Holy Spirit. I'll talk to you a little bit more on other Sunday mornings, but I want to say this to you. When we bless you at the end of every service, I will always say, you know, using Paul's words in Corinthians, it will say, and the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you, the love of God our Father, and the blessed communion, the fellowship, the intimacy of the Holy Spirit. Paul talks about that, which means that Paul understood that the whole Christian life is lived built upon our communication, our intimacy with the Holy Spirit. In order for me to be triumphant, the Holy Spirit must have a greater say in my life. As I commune with Him, as I begin to know Him as a person and commune with Him, He's going to help me live the kind of triumphant life that I should be living now, again, the emphasis is on in spite of, not because of, not praising Him when everything is going right, but praising Him in spite of everything going wrong, beginning to thank Him, beginning to enjoy the fellowship of other believers, although I want to, to isolate myself when I feel like, you know, I, I'm just, I, I failed so miserably or I'm not successful, they're all being successful. Some people isolate themselves. They insulate themselves, which is a terrible thing. At times like this, we need to come forward and say, God, I thank you. I'm still going to enjoy the fellowship. I'm going to praise you for blessing my brother, for blessing my sister. What a testimony that would be. When we rejoice with those who rejoice, weep with those that weep, pray along with those that are struggling. You know, th this is what our tr a triumphant life is all about. And it can only happen when we depend more and more upon the Holy Spirit. So I trust that this coming year, you know, you will believe that God wants to lead us in a triumphant procession. There may be little blocks along the way, but we are still making progress as we go along. That by the end of this year, 2021, we can look back and say, God, I thank you. In fact, uh, as, as we come into this new year, some of you are already looking back on the year 2020 and saying, God, I thank you. I don't know how you did it. In fact, I'm saying, God, I don't know how you did it, but your people have been so faithful. I, I just want to commend all of you for your constant support for the church, the way you have been giving. We thank God all our needs have been met. I mean, and above and beyond. I want to say thank you. I want to commend you. You guys are tremendous, which tells me that the church is very much alive when God's people give of themselves in spite of not being able to come together and meet. You're still giving to the Lord. It tells me that the church is triumphant and we are progressing. So I want to commend you on that. But at the same time, I want you to say, I want you to believe with me that this coming year will be one where we will see victory after victory after victory. That God will lead us, this is the word to us, in a triumphant procession through the Holy Spirit. 
that in mind, I pray that God will bless this year tremendously. Every family will receive the blessing of the Lord. Amen. Let me just pray for you as I bring the service to a close. Father, 2020 hit us so badly in so many ways. We, we, we desire so much to be together as a church, but we are not able to do so. That hurts. That hurts tremendously. We love to be with one another. But yet, Lord, somehow you decided in your wisdom and in your goodness, because you are good all of the time, you decided to shut the doors of the physical church, the building, but you decided to strengthen each member in their own homes, each family in their own surroundings. You decided to be with them in a very personal and tangible way. And for this, I give you thanks. Their hearts have been challenged, and yet most of your people, Lord, have risen up to the challenge and they are stronger in faith than they have ever been before. This is evidenced by the way they have been sowing back into the kingdom in spite of. So Lord, I pray for a special blessing this year that they will see a harvest in the midst of famine. It doesn't matter what the government says. It doesn't matter what the news says about the whole economic condition of the church. You are still in absolute control. Our economy is not dependent upon the nation. It's dependent upon you who will supply us abundantly according to your rich, according to your riches, Lord, in glory through Christ Jesus. Thank you for the Holy Spirit who is here to help us day by day as we depend and commune with him. He's going to help us become stronger than ever before. Thank you, Father. So I commit our, all our people into your hands and I thank you for each individual people who belong to our church, Grace Assembly. God bless each one of them and their families, I pray now. So we start the new year on a triumphant note, simply because of what Christ has done for us. And I'm sure you've got your communion emblems with you. What a wonderful way to begin the year. Because every time we partake of the communion, we are saying, Lord, I thank you, you love me. Always remember this, that God is on your side. And that's why we can be triumphant. And thank Him so much for the Holy Spirit, which we'll be talking about this year. Thank Him for the Holy Spirit. So now, I'd like you to take your bread with you and hold it in your hands and just give God thanks. Thanks. We may have had broken experiences in the past year, but this coming year, Lord, thank you. And I want to say thank you, Lord, that your sacrifice brings healing to every area of our lives, especially those who are going through a tough time. Lord, you have promised that what was taken away by the enemy, you are able to restore. You did all this. You accomplished all of this through your broken body on Calvary. Bless now the bread as we partake of it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for the blood of the Lamb. Where would we be, Lord? if you had not shed your blood for us. Thank you for the forgiveness of all of our sins and a brand new slate to begin this year with, cleansed by the blood of the Lamb. All that is past is gone. All things are passed away. All things have become new. All made possible through the blood of Jesus Christ. Bless now the cup as we partake of it. In Jesus' name.
Amen. Now let me bless you. Now may the Lord so bless you and keep you. May He cause His face to shine upon you, be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up His countenance upon you, give you peace in all your homes, and may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the Heavenly Father, and the blessed communion, the fellowship, the intimacy that the Holy Spirit wants to give each one of us be with you. I give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Let me just encourage you by asking you to continue to visit one another. Although the church is shut down, visit one another. Call somebody up on the phone. Say, I'm coming to visit you. Take a cake, something that you, you know, they say cooking has increased. Everybody's cooking now. Cook a dish. Say you're coming to visit one another. Visit two people, three people together, one family to another family. Just visit with one another because that's permitted by the government. Visit. Don't be afraid. Don't sit with one another with mask on your face and talk. Open up. Do not be afraid. You know you're following the SOPs well. You're washing your hands, things like that. But please visit with one another. Let the church of God continue to function like a church. Believing, loving, and being with each other. God bless you tremendously. Have a wonderful start to a new year. Blessings.